The Fake Show podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Tone Factory Recording Studios in Las Vegas, the Craft House Brewery, Moonshot.com, Mr. Antenna, and Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. What is that? An actual cooking thing going on there? Well, I thought I'd give it a try. What is it? A cassoulet. Oh, what's that? Same as a casserole. So why would they call it that? I don't know. Should I call Paris? No, it just seems to me, why don't they just call it a casserole? I mean, why, why, why do that to people? Because they're bastards and they hate you. <laughs> it's different. I mean, you want different, right? I do. Sure seems that way. Did we have a fight while I wasn't here? Because... It's The Fake Show with Jim Tofty. That's a scene from the original Mad About You starring Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt. The 90s series has returned with 12 new episodes. Of course, my next guest, Paul Reiser, has been in so many great projects over the years, beginning with the film Diner, Aliens, Whiplash, Stranger Things, and The Kaminsky Method. Now, while I was off on winter break on the road with my family, I couldn't pass up a chance to talk to Paul, but all I had was the recording device on my phone, which is why it sounds like we're both on the phone, because we are. So here is my interview with the great Paul Reiser. Greetings from Las Vegas. How are you today? I'm well. How are you doing in Las Vegas? Very good. Thank you. And and congratulations on, first of all, the return of Mad About You. Was there a significance in doing the show now? Uh, well, you'll tell us if it was significant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, we, we, it's something that we always were very clear we would never do. We were never interested in going back because we were so pleased with how it ended. We had a nice long run and thought, you know, that, yeah. that's that and let's move on. But, you know, it was the last couple of years, uh, some other shows had success. And so it didn't come from us. It was the studio approached us and asked us if we would want to go do it. And Helen Hunt, Helen Hunt and I were, had been in touch and we were you know we were getting together for lunches pretty regularly and we would always joke about how stupid that would be to come back <laughs> and and then when, when they floated the idea we thought about it and thought well you, we know it would be fun to work together so that's one appeal but the other thing was uh, the only reason that we thought to do it was we came up with a story and the reason that we did it now is we thought well we're, we've been off the air 20 years and we had a little baby and 20 years later, our baby would be heading off to college. You yeah. would take a few months. And right. we thought, well, that's, and it's, if you're writing a show about a marriage, that's a very interesting point to start, where the kids leave the house and it's just you two alone. And that was sort of where the pilot 27 years ago started. It's like when you realize it's just you two. <laughs> you're in four yeah. walls and good luck. And uh, that was a really uh, uh, an exciting place to write from. So we thought, let's let's just do this. And we we did a you know we're limited. We just said we're going to do twelve and and see how it goes. And uh, we're very pleased. It came out really well. I'm, I'm very, we're very pleased with it. Were you guys at all a little bit nervous going into it? Uh, yeah, I- yeah. You know, our motto was "Please don't let this suck." That was our big uh, motto. <laughs> you know, we, that was how high the bar was. As long as it doesn't totally stink. Um, but I mean, which was a joke. I mean, we knew, we knew, we knew we would be, we knew how to do this and we got our cash back and we got the whole, you know, and, and so the question wasn't, yeah, yeah. I I guess it was, it was an odd thing to do. It's sort of like going back to high school a little bit, but our, our, our thought was it wasn't a nostalgia thing. We weren't trying to recreate anything. We weren't trying to go back and say, look, we're 30. We just, we're newlyweds, even though we're gray and we don't look the same. We said, no, this is, this is the same couple. 
but 20 years later. So what would they be going through? And so in keeping it honest, you know, we always say, well, let's try and make this look more like real life than a TV show. And so there's plenty of stories. You know, we all had stories about our own marriages and our own kids leaving the house right. that we all brought to it. And, and uh, so the, the strangest thing, you know what the strangest thing was that what we got on the set and we had that apartment that we had been in for seven years and we had the cast and we all got together and we felt so comfortable. It felt strange that it did not feel strange. It's a, this should be weirder. And why it just felt so comfortable. We all knew what to do. And uh, it was really, it was really a fun experience. Did you also kind of fall back into doing, because I know it had been a while, doing like a four camera live setup because that's different too. Yeah, that's a good question. That was, that was the, uh, the, a little bit of a transition because we hadn't done, I hadn't done, I don't think either of us had done that since we finished Mad About You 20 years ago. Um, but there's a, that was all part of what we did originally, so it all felt like part and parcel with what you, it would have felt weird, I think, to do our show with everything the same except that. And you do get a lot of, there was something really great about doing it in front of a live audience. You get you get that energy and it just brings up the show, you know, it just brings up your performance and, and you're performing it for people at home. So it really helps to hear where people are laughing and what's working and what's not working. So it was, it was a little different experience for us, but it was really worth it. You know, Paul, I was also pleasantly surprised to see that you were uh, part of the cast of the Kaminsky method with Michael Douglas. And I was pleasantly surprised too, believe me. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's such a fun show. It's just such a great cast. You must love doing that character. Oh, it was, it, that was sort of a dream job, you know, uh, getting to work with Alan Arkin and Michael Douglas. Come on. I mean, the, Alan Arkin was one of those guys that my whole life, as far as I can remember, I just, I adored watching him. I mean, he was, he's one of those, I, I, I as a kid, I was never really into acting and I didn't know about actors, but Peter Falk and Alan Arkin were the two guys that I went, as a kid, even going, what's this guy doing? He's doing something different. He's really great. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then you get to work with the, your idol. It was, it was exciting. And, and Chuck Lorre, who created the show, is kind of a genius. And he's really, really uh, a great writer. And uh, I actually know him from years ago. His very first job in television, we worked together. So um, so it, for me, it was a dream job. You know, I had this great writer and, and, and uh, these legendary actors that I get to play with. Can't ask for more than that. You were in one of my favorite movies ever, Diner, which was uh, it, it was kind of a blueprint for all of these uh, future <laughs> stars like Mickey Rourke and Kevin Bacon, Ellen Barkin, and, and yourself. Yeah. yeah what was, was what was that experience like for you? Believe it or not, that was my my very first job. I didn't you know anything. It wasn't I'd never done a TV show or a movie. So you know I got kind of spoiled. I, I you know I don't think at the time I knew how good it was. It's like. Well, this is a really good movie. These are really, you know, and Barry Levinson, that was his first movie, and then he grew up to be Barry Levinson. So who knew? Um, and, and, you know, life is really funny. I, 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 so many things, some of the best things that have happened in my career were total accidents, you know, and like Kaminsky Method would just happen because I, I reached out to Chuck Lorre to tell him how good I thought the first season of Kaminsky Method was. And he said, well, why don't you come on and be on the second one? I went, are you kidding? Okay. And, uh -huh. you know, a diner was even stupider. I, I act, literally walked into the wrong office where they happened to be casting diner. 
And the casting agents said, would you come in and meet the director? I said, no, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to be here. He said, well, yeah, but come on in anyway. And next thing you know, I was in Baltimore making a movie. So, like, <laughs> go, go, go try and plan that. You know, it's the dumbest career move in the world, and uh, it worked out. It's so funny because I was, I was going to say that I wasn't aware of you as a stand-up comedian at that point when I, when I saw Diner, yeah. but it was – uh, else. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it was obvious that, you know, wow, this guy really should be doing that, too. <laughs> well, you know what's really funny? It's funny you say that. Because when I started, all I wanted to be was a comedian. And so uh, so I was doing it, I don't know, three or four years when Diner happened. And, and then that was a nice little, you know, resume thing to have on your resume. And then, so I was doing stand-up. And then in 92, which is a long time ago, when Mad About You started... I just got busy and I didn't have time to do stand-up. So I didn't do it. And then when the show was over, I kind of just was happy to stay home for a while. So long story short, I didn't do stand-up for 20 years. I mean, I would do it, you know, a, a, a benefit or something like that, but I really hadn't gone out and toured. So when I went out about five years ago, I suddenly said, this time, I really wanted to get back out there and do it. And so many people said, oh, that guy from Mad About You, I didn't know that he does stand-up. Like, what, do <laughs> right. what do you mean? How could you not? And then I thought, wait a second. Well, how would they know that? You haven't been out there. And so I had to realize, yeah, I, they don't know that I, that was my first love. And to this day, you know, I don't do it as much as I, w I wish I could. Um, but when I get out there, and it, that to me is still the most fun. As, as great as these shows are, and, and, and it's great to be part of them, on a night-to-night -night basis, to me, there's nothing more fun than getting on stage and doing stand-up live, you know, when you have a live audience, and it's just uh, it's just a thrill every night. I saw a repeat of you on, uh, on the Carson show, actually just a couple of weeks ago, and he loved you, and obviously there was nothing better for your career at the time, right, than, than when Johnny called oh, yeah. you over to the couch. Yeah, that was it. That was literally the uh, you know the gold standard. If you get on the Tonight Show, that was that was everybody's goal, and and it was really the end of the rainbow. I never really thought what happens after that. You just want to work until you can get on the Tonight Show, and if Johnny likes you, uh, then you're in. And I was really lucky. There was a, a period there from like eighty eighty six to eighty or 87 to 89 or 90, something like that. He had me on a lot. And I didn't, I don't yeah. think I realized that at the time, but it was like every couple of months. And someone said, you know, he doesn't do that with everybody. And, and I've, and I, I've, over the years, I've seen a couple of them and I realized, and I watched myself get more comfortable with him. Cause in the beginning, you just want to do your jokes and get your material in there. And you know, when you're sitting with him and then as time went on, I realized, just have fun with him because he's such a, he was so, he was the master. He was so great at making you shine. You know, he, he loved when comedians would do well and he loved to help you. He wasn't competitive. He just loved watching you score. And, uh, that's, he was so gracious and generous that, uh, there's a reason he was on for 30 years. You know, he was really, yeah. really a master. Uh, by the way, before I let you go, I mean, it's obvious that you also enjoy playing rotten characters, uh, proof by uh, aliens and stranger things. That that had to be so much fun for you, especially stranger things most recently. Yeah, you know, those are the, not, those are the kind of things that I would never know to write. You know, I, I like I can't. <laughs> I don't know how to write up in space. I know how to write in a kitchen. I know how to write in a bedroom talking to your wife. I don't know how to do that. So when <laughs> so when somebody says you're going to be in space shooting aliens with Sigourney Weaver. Okay, yeah, I'd like to play that, you know, and Stranger Things, it's like, to this day, I, I don't, you know, it's so not my world, I'm not going to lie to you. People say, hey, can you tell us what's happening next season on Stranger Things, and I'll say, 
you know what? I don't even know what happened last year on Stranger Things. And I, I was in it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I just know it's fun, and a lot of people love it. So I just do my little part, and then I get the hell out of there. That's what I do. Look for Paul and Helen Hunt on Mad About You and also the uh, Kaminsky Yes, it's on Spectrum Originals. And uh, you have to have Spectrum, but you can get the – they told me to tell you this. You can get the first two episodes – uh, if, just go on spectrumoriginals.com and the, you can get the first two episodes. And uh, they really came out well. You know, we were relieved that going in. We were nervous that the week nuts to go back and try this again, but they came out really well. So uh, I hope you get to enjoy them. I'm so glad. I know I will. Paul, an honor to talk to you, and good luck with the rest of the show. Thanks. Thanks. Nice talking to you. There he goes, Paul Reiser. And by the way, there are also episodes of the rebooted Mad About You being shown this week on CTV if you have that, the comedy channel. That ends this on-the-road episode of The Fake Show. I hope you enjoyed. I'm Jim Tofty, and I'll see you back here next time. Listen to The Fake Show on SoundCloud and get alerts when there are new episodes. I don't have the answers. I don't have a plan.